When you're from Atlanta, you know your music. Whether it's local mixtape classics, homegrown trap anthems, or the newcomers just coming up on the scene, Spotify Premium lets you play your all-time favorite Atlanta tracks on any device without ads interrupting your flow. So we can turn it up and revel in the diverse sounds that make this city so unique. Listen to the sounds of Atlanta at Spotify.com slash Atlanta. And if you sign up today, you'll also get two months free of Spotify Premium. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author Constance Arnold delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And of course, I am Constance Arnold host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. And today I am broadcasting from beautiful Atlanta, Georgia, with just a little touch of Southern flavor. I know you love that. Uh, And so grateful that you are joining me from all over the world. Uh, Each week I receive so many emails from all of you letting me know how the Think, Believe, and Manifest show is changing your life, and for that, I am radically grateful. Well, how are you doing today? It is simply a beautiful day here in the ATL, and it feels like summertime, and that just makes me want to sing something. Summertime, and the living is easy. I think that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I don't know why I did it. I just felt like doing it. But uh, it's, uh, it's beautiful outside. I'm looking outside of my window at the beautiful green trees and uh, just excited about my show today. So, we're going to get right to it. My very special guest is Dr. Joe Vitale. We all remember Dr. Joe from the hit movie, The Secret. I cannot wait to hear what he has to share. I think this is my third or fourth interview with him, and he always shares such juicy uh, nuggets of wisdom. So we're looking forward to uh, talking to Dr. Joe. Open up your heart. Open up your spirit to receive. So I want you to follow me on social media, uh, Twitter, LOA Constance, Instagram, Law of Attraction Constance, and Facebook, Coach with Constance. And so I go live as I'm laid. I was going every Monday morning, but I realized that that I need to flow more by the spirit. So I did not go last Monday morning because I got my download later that I wanted to share, but following me, and if you miss me live, you can always uh, watch the replay. Is there anything else? Yes, visit me on my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Thank all of you for supporting financially the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. I always say you bless what what is blessing you. And I will be using your donations to really 
help uh, women in Africa. I'm going to be training them and your donations will assist me with the preparation of that. But I want to talk to you about my two books. My first book that I wrote, I think it was 2015, might have been 14, <clears throat> Secrets of Success. And as a therapist of 25 years, I wanted to give people a book and a workbook because, you know, you can read something and then just completely forget about what you've read. So I divided it into three parts. So I'm sharing information with you and then I give you exercises and projects that align with the principles that I'm sharing so that you can remember. So part one, deals with your stuff. I call it identifying and dealing with your stuff. We know every successful person knows they got to take a look at their core belief, their behavior patterns, uh, their choices. Uh, I look at codependency and childhood residue, old vibrations and paradigms. That's part one. And most people say, boy, they need a glass of wine after part one. Part two is where are you now? I take a look at what's going on in your life. At least you take a look what's happening. Uh, what are some of the incompletes that you need to complete? Where are you right now physically, emotionally, spiritually, and financially? That's part two. But then part three deals with the future. <clears throat> Uh, all of you know that I am a certified dream coach. So I give you the dream coach formula. Once again, you're doing a lot of writing as well as reading. You're going to write out what is your dream. Uh, who can be a part of your dream team? You know, that's your support system. What are some strategies for fulfilling your dream, etc.? It's a really a powerful book, bestseller. And... Uh, that book will really help you. My second book is attracting and manuf and man I almost said manufacturing, but manifesting. <laughs> oh my love, we're not manufacturing nothing. Genuine love. And uh, this book is for those of you who want to attract love. Once again, it's a it's a book, but it's a workbook. It's gonna take a look at determining your behavior patterns and your choices in love? Do you need to forgive and release so that you can receive the love uh, that is on its way? I'm going to help you to position yourself for love. What characteristics do you desire in a relationship? How you can call in love with your words? Who do you need to become and how do you need to shift your thinking around love? And then uh, at the end, I talk about how you can make room for your love with action steps. It's really juicy, y'all. So these are two powerful books. You could go on my website to get them, fulfillingyourpurpose.com, or you could go to Amazon and get the books. I, I was on Amazon today, and if you purchase on Amazon, if you're a Prime member, I think you get it the next day. Two books that will really transform your life. 
I think that is it, everybody. I'm excited to hear what Dr. Joe has to say, everybody. So stay tuned, and then we're going to be right back with Dr. Joe Vitale. For the past 30 years, Constance Arnold has coached clients globally in the areas of relationships, wealth, and career. Her vast clinical background gives her extraordinary understanding of human behavior to accelerate manifestation. Every coaching client receives proven action plans to create change from the inside out. Constance will be right by your side. Talk to her today at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Do you have an upcoming event where you need a dynamic speaker? Constance Arnold is a sought-after keynote speaker that will enlighten the entire audience with proven strategies that are aligned with your organization's vision and mission. An experienced speaker for major Fortune 500 companies, Constance has entertained audiences with inspiring change. Constance would love to make your next event an extraordinary success. Contact her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. Well, everybody, I am back and I'm really excited. And I know you saying, Constance, you're always excited. But y'all, I'm really excited today. We're honored to have a great man, uh, Dr. Joe Vitale. He is a best-selling author, spiritual teacher. He's a coach, law of attraction expert. And of course, he appeared in The Secret. And we love him. And even though he's rich and famous and an influencer all over the world, I just wrote down some reasons why I think that we love him. Uh, he's, he's reachable. We feel that he understands us. He can relate to us. He just knows how to connect. He sort of hypnotizes us with his communication style. And he's just a good guy, you know, just a good guy who really wants to serve and help people. I love interviewing him. So we're so honored, so blessed, so grateful to have uh, back with me for the fourth time, Dr. Joe Vitale. Welcome back to the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. Well, thank you. That is such a warm, wonderful, loving introduction. I've never had one like that before. So heartfelt and real. Thank you very much. Hey, as they say in the South, uh, it ain't nothing but the truth, Dr. Joe. So uh, I have so many questions for you, but I want to ask, how are you doing? And how did you process, go through uh, make it through, live through the pandemic? We all want to know that. Well, we're still in the pandemic, so yeah. I'm doing it just like everybody else. It's important to realize that the pandemic has affected everybody, including me. It affects people differently. In my case, my largest source of income was from speaking and traveling. Well, the speaking and traveling was eliminated, zero. So that was taken away entirely. And during the same period as the pandemic, I also went through a divorce. Mm. And the divorce was designed to be easy and quick, but it ended up being a persecution of my life and business. Mm. Also during the pandemic, my father died. Mm. And even at 93, it was to be expected, but you know, the death of your parent is, any of your parents is a big, big deal. Also during this period, I had a family member attempt suicide. Mm. Also during this period, I 
fell in love with Lisa Winston, who you've talked to, mm -hmm. and she developed a neural Lyme disease, which put her on virtually a deathbed. And I ended up taking care of her while going through a pandemic, while going through death, while going through a divorce, while going through an adjustment of a relationship. So to say that it's been a challenge and a struggle is to understate the whole thing. Now, how did I get through this and how am I getting through this? There's a few things I've learned. One of them is mindset is everything. Mindset is everything. If we look at what's going on with a doom and gloom and dark negative uh, lens, we're going to bring our energy down, we're going to bring our health down, we're going to bring our well-being down, we're going to bring our spirit, our enthusiasm, our ability to act all the way down to zero. So we have to look at our mindset. And one of the things I learned is that one day at a time, it's all fine. Mm. One day at a time. And even better than that is if we can bring it to the moment, one moment at a time, it's actually miraculous. We're all fine here in the moment. It's when our minds start running forward going, what about tomorrow? What about next week? What if the pandemic doesn't stop? What if COVID doesn't go away? What if the, the virus and the shots and the vaccines don't work? What about my work? What about my, and we go on. And the next thing you know, we are in hell. We are in mental anguish because of that. So the very first thing is to understand we have to control our own mind. If we bring it back to the moment, focus on today, we can handle today. I've gotten a lot of, uh, support and encouragement from the ancient Stoics. They went through far worse times than we can even imagine. Mm -hmm. And they realized that they had to focus on what they can control. They couldn't control the outer, but they can control the inner. Again, this goes back to the mindset. And then the next thing that I learned that I want to share, and I got this from one of the attorneys early on in the divorce, because I was rattled, I was shaken up, I was despondent, I was, my whole life was being torn apart. And I looked at him and I said, this is your job, you do this night and day, you see all kinds of people come through, you've been doing it for years. I said, what is the best advice you ever heard on getting through this? And he paused and then he said, Focus on the future. Mm. Focus on the future. So I would say the answer to getting through the pandemic and, and anything that we're going through is, one, we've got to focus on now. Get back to the here and now. Realize you're okay now, and you can get through this one day at a time. The second is to maintain that by watching shows like yours, being around positive people, absorbing the positive material, keeping our spirits up, keeping our enthusiasm up. And the third is, is to focus on the future. What do you want? What do you want to create? How do you want it to be? In many ways, I've tried to tell people and try to look at the pandemic as a good thing, saying, look, it's kind of a divine conspiracy. We were told to go inside. Well, to me, that means go inside ourselves, not just go inside your house or go inside your apartment, go inside yourself. And all those times we said, boy, I'd like to learn to play the saxophone, or I'd like to learn a language, or I'd like to open an online business, but I don't have the time. The pandemic gave us the time. We can go to Google or YouTube and type in, how do you open up bakery? How do you learn Italian? And whatever it happens to be, there are free videos from well-meaning people who put their time and effort in to give that to you. So this big answer here is to answer your question, how I've gotten through it and am getting through it. That's why we love you. 
that answer, <laughs> that honesty, that rawness, that vulnerability, I believe is why we have connected with you, Dr. Joe. I'm just being oh, real. Nothing but the truth. So you have written five new books. You, you write more books than anybody I know. So how many total books have you written? Do you have any idea? I only have an idea because other people have counted them and they told me. <laughs> because I'm, I'm actually too busy writing books to go and count my books. But the, the last I heard, it's around 80 books. Amazing. And here you were at one time homeless. You know, and look at you now. So let's extract from one of your books, uh, The Secret to Attracting Money. I, I yes. know people are always asking you that. So let's talk about that. And then we extract some juicy stuff from your other books. Well, I, I love your questions. And I love, love how you go to the heart of the matter so you can help the people that are watching. Absolutely. And so one of the books is The Secret to Attracting Money. And I do talk a lot about money to help people, partly because I know the sting of not having it. I mean, I was homeless. I was in poverty. I know what it's like to struggle. I know what it's like to worry. What I learned there is a large part of what goes on to make us suffer around money, again, is about mindset, but it has to do specifically with our beliefs. And you and I have talked about this before, right. so it might be a refresher course for some people. But if we have an attitude that money's bad, or money will corrupt us, or money is evil, or money brings out the worst of people. All of those are beliefs. They're not facts. They're not necessarily reality, even though we can probably look around and find examples of it. The truth of the matter is those are beliefs. And as long as we have those beliefs, we're not going to want money. Unconsciously, we'll push it away. We'll say it's a necessary evil. We'll complain about capitalism. We'll complain about the very wealthy people and what they're doing with their money. And we won't realize that all of that complaining is stemming from our unconscious judgments that money is in some way bad or bad for us. And what I point out in The Secret to Attracting Money and a lot of my other books is that money is as neutral as can be. I, I made a video a while back and I held up a pen. And I said, is this pen evil? Is this pen bad? And everybody would chuckle, you know, and it's like, no, it's just a pen. Well, with this pen, I could probably stab you in the arm. You know, I can probably do something, uh, write a nasty note. I can probably write some uh, evil things and send them to you and you'd be upset. With this same pen, I could write a love poem. I could write a love song. I could write a manifesto. I could write the great American novel. I could write affirmations. So is it the pen? No, it's me. It's how I use the pen. And so I say money's the same way. It's how you choose to look at money, how you choose to use money. Yes, you can spend money on things that are not good for you. And yes, you can direct money to places and causes and people that you believe in that'll transform the world. It's not money, it's you. And I say in books like Money, Love, Speed, The Secret to Attracting Money, and some of my other books, that money has no beliefs about you. Hmm. You have beliefs about money. And so our inner work is all around finding out what are our beliefs and taking those away. Arnold Patton said, we don't create abundance. He says, we create limitations. Hmm. And that, yeah, I'm stop and take that in. Arnold Patton is one of my favorite authors. I, I think he has passed now, but he wrote a lot of books and he wrote a little book called Money. And in it, he said, the sole purpose of money is to express appreciation. 
And when I first heard it, it stopped me. And I thought, is that true? The sole purpose of money is to mm. express appreciation. And then as I thought about it, I thought, well, when I pay for the phone bill, I'm grateful to have a phone. Yeah. When I go to the grocery store and I pay for the groceries, I'm grateful to have food. When I pay the internet or the mortgage or whatever it happens to be, I'm grateful to have a roof. I'm grateful to have the internet. I'm grateful. And I realized money is this wonderful tool to say thank you with. That's good. That's good. What about, I'm an African-American woman, so I can ask this question. What about African-Americans, other minorities, other, uh, other people who have had very different experiences, different perceptions, different beliefs? Is it more difficult for for, for, for all of those groups to manifest? And is it our beliefs? Are they deeper? Are they more difficult? What is your thinking around that? I've been asked that question personally, and I just want your input on that. I would agree that the challenges are tough. The, ja the challenges are real. I would also agree that getting past the challenges and removing those beliefs and reducing the trauma and the story around it is just, is just as possible with all the methods we talk about mm -hmm. as it is for anybody else. At this point in time, I'm 67 years old right now as I sit here with you. Nobody gets to our ages or my age at this point without going through traumas. We have all had our share of bumps in the road, our share of disappointments, our share of scares, our shares of failures, our scares of dreams that didn't come true. We all have an abundance of limiting beliefs. We all have stories, some of which go back when we look at history. My lineage would come from the Roman Empire, and those people were dastardly evil. You know, they did some horrible things. They did good things, but they also did horrible things to people. And all of that has come down to my timeline, and here I sit, having inherited a lot of it. I inherited the problems from my parents. I inherited the problems that the ancient Romans had, bringing it all here. We all have our unique challenges. So we have to accept that we have work to do. All of us, each of us. It's different for each person. Your story is different than my story. Somebody else watching, listening right now is a different story than you and me. But we have a story. Now, one of the things I say in my book, The Secret excuse me, the secret to attracting money is that you can rewrite your story. Truth. And this is a biggie because it doesn't feel like you can rewrite your story. When I look back at growing up, my father would say things like, the, the best way to double your money is to fold it over and put it back in your pocket. <laughs> and I laughed just like you. And I thought, oh, my father, he's so smart. <clears throat> and the reality is my father was born in the Great Depression in America in 1930, he was, he was born in 1925, so he's five years old when the Great Depression hits. He, like most of the country at that point, is branded in their brain that survival, limitation, struggle is the way of life. And he never left that. So as a kid, I hear him say this, and I think, oh, that's reality. That's truth. This is what I take in. But as I keep growing and working on myself, I start to question. And I wonder, was that really true what my dad said? Is that the best way to double your money? 
and I read books, whether it's Arnold Patton or Dan Kennedy or Napoleon Hill or some of the others who make me question and they make me stretch my mind. And then I suddenly realize, wait a minute, that was a story that stemmed from my father's experience that isn't necessarily true. There are other ways to double your money besides fold it over and put it back in your pocket. I've learned them now. And that's the kind of thing that we need to do. We need to find out what we're telling ourselves. What is our story? How much do we believe it? How much is it influencing us? And then go back and actually rewrite it. Absolutely. Actually look at it from a different viewpoint. Yes. I love that answer. You know, somebody interviewed Oprah Winfrey and they were in a car uh, in New York and Oprah was, of course, not driving. <laughs> she was in a limo. And right. then there was a car that was stopped at a red light. And they said, Oprah, what's the difference between the driver? said, what's the difference between you and that person in the car next to us? And she said, I believed, I'm paraphrasing, I changed my story and I took action. Yes. And so I just want to say, you know, as an African-American woman who grew up in the country, uh, father went to the 10th grade, um, not really knowing a lot. But what he did put in me was a story that you can mm. do anything, Constance, you can be anything. And I just want to share that to people who are listening in Africa, other <laughs> countries, other possibly undeveloped, uh, underdeveloped countries that just like Joe said, you can change your story. I just wanted your input on that, Joe. Thank you for that. Well, you know, I saw an interview with Morgan Freeman a while back, the actor, and it, it was only a minute long. I saw an excerpt of the mm -hmm. interview, but I so loved it because he was talking about how we can all escape our circumstances. He says, we're not victim to our environment. We can feel that way. We can act that way. We can rationalize it being that way. But in reality, Morgan Freeman said, the bus leaves town every day. Wow. And I loved it. I loved it because I got on a bus when I was in Ohio. Now, I wasn't poor, my family did work hard, but I also knew that they were very limited, they had their own mindset, and I had a dream. I wanted to be an author. I didn't know how, I didn't know when, but that was my goal, that was my burning desire. I got on a bus and I left town. I went 2,000 miles away, I went to Texas, and of course I ended up homeless, I ended up in poverty, I went through a very long period of struggle. But I never doubted getting on that bus and I never regretted getting on that bus because that was my ticket to freedom. Mm. So whether it's Morgan Freeman or it's me or somebody else, because there's countless stories of people who had to leave their circumstances. They were either abused or it was dark, it was negative, they didn't see a way out. So I, they found a way out. Whether it's a bus ticket or a loan from a friend or, you know, in the old days we'd hitchhike out. But one way or another, we don't have to, we don't have to be a victim. I love that. That's nothing but true. Wow. So, so talk about your, uh, another one of your uh, latest books, um, The Fifth Phrase. Isn't that yeah. one of your latest books? What is it, that? Yeah, The Fifth Phrase is the third book in my trilogy about Ho'oponopono. Mm -hmm. Now, Ho'oponopono is the Hawaiian healing system I think I've made famous because of my first book, which came you out did. in 2005. <laughs> yeah. Zero Limits took the world by storm. Zero Limits is the book that told the true story of the therapist who worked at a mental institution for the criminally insane 
stop and consider that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is huge. This is big. This is not just working at a kid's daycare center and dealing with colds and flus. This is where people were shackled and sedated because they were violent and they were dangerous and they were, they were sentenced there. And this therapist virtually healed every one of them, not by working on them, but by working on himself. Mm. And when I first heard the story, it just twisted my head all the way around, pulled my brain out and had me have to recalibrate everything that's going on up mm -hmm. here because it's all about total responsibility. Can't blame anybody else. Whatever you see on the outside is actually a reflection of what's on the inside of you. And it's all about changing that inside your perceptions. It's all with a little technique that has four phrases in it. This is the basis of Ho'oponopono. There's lots of depth to it, lots of stories around it, lots of testimonials. But in essence, you're saying four phrases to your connection to God, to the divine, to the great something, to whatever the higher power is that you call. Mm -hmm. The four phrases are, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. I wrote two books about those. The first, as I mentioned, was Zero Limits. And then 10 years later, I wrote a book called At Zero. Now, as I kept doing Ho'oponopono, because I've been practicing it over a decade, I'm doing it right now as we do this dialogue, the background tape in my brain, so to speak, is I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. And I'm doing it so I'm as present here as I can be with you so I can be of the most service to everybody that is watching or listening at this point. I don't want my mind to be wandering somewhere. I don't want to be projecting somewhere. I don't want to have an agenda that I pull here. I want to be present. I want to allow inspiration to come. So I'm saying, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you to do that. Now, as I've been practicing this, I was inspired with what we're calling the fifth phrase. Okay. And the fifth phrase, I did a seminar a few years ago and a woman who was there said, you know, the fifth phrase is so powerful, you no longer need the first four phrases. Wow. And I, I ended up writing the book you just mentioned called The Fifth Phrase, which is my most recent book. And the fifth phrase, I took a whole book to explain what those few words are in that new phrase. Are you going to tell us what it is? We need to buy them? Okay, y'all, y'all got to buy the book because uh, Dr. Joe, he ain't giving up that information. And I don't blame. So you've also written The Art and Science of Results. Is that one of your latest books? It tell is. Tell us about that and what are some principles in that the listeners can really tap into? And The Art and Science of Results is based on one major premise. And that premise is you are not going to get the results you want or as fast as you want or keep them if you happen to by accident pull them into your life unless you get clear of what I'm calling counter intentions. Mm. Now, we've talked about this before, but I want to make sure everybody okay. understands where I'm going with this. It's one thing to have a goal. Sometimes you call them intentions, and it's certainly better than not having them. People just reacting to life are responding to whatever the circumstances are. But if you stop and you declare what your intention is, your goal, your outcome, your wish, how would you like life to be, you start to move in that direction. You align your body and mind to go in the direction of your stated intention. And you will go in that direction unless in your subconscious mind you have what I call a counter intention. 
which is a negative limiting belief opposing your stated intention. A good example is saying something like a person who wants romance and they say, well, I intend to start dating. I intend to find my soulmate, my life partner, my twin flame, whatever the word is. That's great. But if in their subconscious mind, they think I'm not worthy, I'm not lovable, all the good ones are taken, I've been burned before, what's the use? All of those are limiting beliefs that will dilute the power of the intention. So what do you do? This is, this is what the whole book is about. The Art and Science of Getting Results has nine different ways to get rid of the counterintentions. Nine different ways to get clear. One of them is ho'oponopono, because those four phrases or the fifth phrase are, are strong enough by themselves to clean up the negativity around your intentions. Another one that's in there is miracles coaching. I started Miracles Coaching as a program well over 10 years ago because I realized that when you have a coach, somebody who could objectively and neutrally and lovingly point out your limiting beliefs, you can accelerate your progress. And so Miracles Coaching is one of them. But I also talk about some seven other ways to get clear in that book, The Art and Science of Getting Results. And that's how important it is, in my opinion, Getting clear is the missing secret to success. If we don't get clear of our limiting beliefs, we just keep staying on the treadmill and going in circles and complaining and saying, well, this stuff doesn't work, or it works for Joe, it works for Constance, but it doesn't work for me. No, it works for everybody once you get clear. That's so good. That's so good. I want to get up and run around my uh, my house, but we're, we're, we're recording. I can't do that. You know, and it's so much truth because like you said, everybody's talking about, oh, I tried the secret. I read the secret. And as right. a therapist, I know it's those limiting beliefs in our subconscious that oppose, dilute, hinder, slow down, you know, what our desires are. Exactly correct. Uh, the secret does work, and the people who applied it, if they applied it at all, didn't know the deeper aspects of it. And I defend the movie, and I defend the book. I'll say it was just a movie. Yeah. It was only designed to introduce you to a concept. It wasn't the graduate course in manifesting your reality. It wasn't all about the law of attraction or the depth of it. So anybody that wants to learn how to create their own reality, certainly watch the movie The Secret, certainly read the book The Secret and other books that are out there from the success literature of the world, whether it's Jack Canfield or my books or Dale Carnegie or Napoleon Hill. But also look at your beliefs because that's what needs to change in order for you to transform your life and to speed up manifesting whatever it is that you would like to have. I have found that as soon as you remove the limiting beliefs, you accelerate, you race down the road because there's no blocks anymore and you can manifest faster than humanly possible or what seems humanly possible. I love possible. that. So you must have a belief that I write books easily and effortlessly. That is a very good observation. <laughs> you know, and you are absolutely correct because at this point, especially with 80 books under my belt, if I have an idea for a book, there isn't anything in me to stop me. There isn't, and this is really worth looking at because if somebody is sitting there thinking they want to write a book or they want to record an album or they want to open a business, you got to look at what is the, what's the voice in your head saying? Does it say go or does it say, oh, what about this? What about that? And does it bring up the doubts? 
because those what ifs and those doubts are the signs of beliefs that need to be removed. When it comes to books, yeah, I can write a book tonight. If I got an idea and just sat down, there it is. There's nothing to stop me. But let me tell you this. Okay. When I was turning 60 years old, so about seven years ago, I decided I wanted to be a musician. And I said, I want to be a singer-songwriter. I want to record my own album. And I thought, that's my intention. And so I'm saying this story because I want people to realize that whenever you go into a new direction and try something you've never tried before, you will stir up limiting beliefs. Given my record of success, you'd think this would be a no-brainer for me. No, I almost didn't do it. I fell into fear. I fell into self-doubt. All of the concepts like, oh, you're too old to do any music, or you've never even been sung in karaoke. You don't sing behind the wheel of the car, let alone in the shower, let alone in a studio. You don't know how to write songs. You don't know how to play. I, I had guitars and I knew three chords. You don't have a band. You know, who are you to do this? And then more than that, what if you make a fool of yourself? After a long career of building up success at age 60, you go and bomb. All of this constant is what made me slow down and almost stop. But I said to myself, I know all these different techniques on getting clear and getting results, so let me start applying them. I applied them to myself. I looked at all the different ways my beliefs were interrupting. I did Ho'oponopono. I did the tapping technique, you know, EFT. Mm -hmm. I did the questioning, a dialogue process where I would look at the different beliefs. And the end result was, at this point, seven years later, I've recorded 15 albums. 15 yes. albums. Six of them are singer-songwriter albums. They have been mentioned in Rolling Stone magazine. They have been nominated for the Posse Award, which is the Grammys of Positive Music. Okay. My band that I gathered around, my drummer's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. These guys, I call them the Band of Legends because they're legendary as musicians. And I have performed on stage. And I have studied with Melissa Etheridge, who I've been, a, remember that. been an idol for the longest time. And I... Um, I've had some of my music as soundtracks in some of the movies I've done. Wow. So all of this is not to brag. It's just to say, look, I set an intention. I had a whole lot of fears, but I cleared them. And then look what happened. I love, thank you for sharing that. You know, I was just talking to a lady yesterday. She said, well, I'm 60. I'm too old to attract love. And we just sort of went through that whole process of what you're talking about. So when people yeah. set an intention, remove the limiting beliefs, manifestation is on its way. Yes, and I would add, take action. But the thing is, when you remove the limiting beliefs, action is organic. It's natural. You will just automatically do it. The reason we don't take action for anything that even the ones we say we really want is because of our limiting beliefs. We're afraid. We're afraid of success. We're afraid of failure. We're afraid of making a mistake. But all of that stops us from taking action. If we state our intention, we clear our beliefs, we automatically do whatever is there for us to do. Much like if I decided to write another book tonight or tomorrow, <clears throat> I don't have any beliefs stopping me to do that. I would just start typing. <laughs> it's, it's that easy. Oh, see, that's why we love you. So let's talk about another one of your books, The Art and Science of Results. Is that one of your latest books? 
That's the one we were just talking about. That's okay. the one that has the nine different ways to get clear in okay. it, okay. including so what, what whole other, What other new book do you have you want to share with listeners? I co-authored a book called One Belief Away. Oh, yeah. And One Belief Away, just think about the title alone. Um, I'm very impressed because what we are saying, uh, my co-author is a hypnotherapist by the name of Tim Shore. Mm -hmm. And Tim Shore and I got together and actually he interviewed me and his questions were so in-depth because they were about beliefs and how beliefs mm -hmm. stop us, how beliefs can encourage us at times if they're the positive beliefs and utilitarian beliefs. And I said, Tim, you know, if we did a longer interview, you can transcribe it and you would have a book. We did that. There comes so the we book wrote a book again. And there's, there's another book again, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, we call it One Belief Away because the assumption is you're only one belief away from anything you want. Mm. Yeah, stop and think about this. There's a core belief that people have. They might have a lot of other beliefs like, a, like splinters or limbs that come from a root belief. But usually there's a root belief. And it could be something that just says nothing ever works out for me. And with that core belief, we don't take any action or we sabotage ourselves if we do take any action because what we're doing is proving our belief to ourselves. If we believe nothing ever works for me, then we have to, in order for it to be an ongoing belief, we have to prove it. And so we will attempt things and then it won't work out and we'll go, see, nothing ever works for me. And we have those with the person that wants the romance, they might say, you know, I can't meet a good guy or I can't meet a good woman. All the good ones are taken. And so we will specifically choose people on the matchmaker sites or wherever we meet them who will unconsciously fulfill that. And then when they disappoint us in some way, we go, see, all the good ones are taken. And so there's a fundamental belief. We say you're only one belief away from the transformation you want. And in the case of something like all the good ones are taken, I apply logic to it and say, look, there's 8 billion people on the planet. Surely there's one or more that's a match for you. And I that helps that. dismantle the limiting belief. I love, I'm going to have to get all of these <laughs> books. Uh, and so the book of awakening exercises. Oh, I didn't even know you had that title handy. Uh-huh. Of course I that, do. <laughs> you, you do your research. I'm I in Well, the Book of Awakening Exercises, that is by me, Lisa Winston, in Ivan Nosa. And it was first released in Italian. We were supposed to release that book for a seminar we were doing in Milan, Italy. But the pandemic came along. The seminar was canceled, but we still released the book. It was released in Italian, and then it was translated into English, and now it's on Amazon right now, the Book of Awakening Exercises. And it's what the title suggests. These are exercises, uh, examples to do to help people awaken to their own beliefs. For example, I have a fairly lengthy visualization exercise that's in there, because we know science proves that your brain responds to imagery. So if we can create a visualization about what we would like to have, do, or be, we've moved in the direction of getting our brain to actually do a large part of the work to make that visualization a concrete reality. And Lisa, of course, has written a book 
and uh, called Your Turning Point. And this particular book, with all of our exercises in it, is all designed to help people awaken to their power, to their potential. You know, I love that because instead of just reading, we, <clears throat> like, we like exercises, how to do practices, you know, mm -hmm. that are attached to principles, you know, that you guys are sharing. And that's what's in there, the Book of Awakening Exercises. And all of the books are on Amazon, so people can pretty easily find them. And I interviewed you on this one, but I do want to touch on it, Money Loves Speed. Uh, yes. Tell our listeners about that, because right now people are like, how can I bring in extra income? I've been furloughed. My company is shut down. I mean, yeah. money, 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 honey. <clears throat> what would you say to people, principles around that book? Well, the first thing I would say is there is money available. You have to look through different doors and different windows and be open to new opportunities. Mm -hmm. If we say that, oh, I lost my job and all of our focus was on that job, we may dismiss and not see the other opportunities that are around us. Now, my book, Money Loves Speed, is about eight laws of money. Money Loves Speed is one of the laws. And in the book, I'm not talking about, I'm always making sure I'm clear about this. I don't talk about real estate, about banking, about investing, about any of that kind of stuff. Because to me, what needs to come first is the mindset, which I know we keep coming back to. But if our mindset not, isn't in alignment, somebody can teach us about buying stocks and we're going to screw it up. We'll probably lose our money because our mindset isn't correct about ourselves or about respecting money. So money loves speed has eight laws in it. When you apply these eight laws, you open your mind to see money that has been there all along, but you couldn't see it because of the blinders. So let's just look at the title law, money loves okay. speed. What that refers to is that when you get an idea, and virtually everybody watching, everybody listening has gotten an idea for a product or service, a book, a business, something. And they would say, man, this is a great idea. And maybe they wrote it down, but they probably didn't act on it. And what I found out is that money likes speed, which means when you receive an idea, the faster you act on that idea, the faster you will attract money to you. I think it was Tony Robbins on one of his events. He said, have you ever had an idea for a product or service? You didn't act on it. And then six months later, you're driving down the road and you see the business that was your dream. Yes. Yeah, it, had, it happened to all of us. And it's happening because the universe, God, the divine, is giving the same idea to at least a half a dozen people, knowing most of them aren't going to do anything. But money loves speed means if you're the one to take action, you can bring money from the idea you received. Now, let me say two more things. When these ideas come, to me, they're gifts. We didn't ask for the idea. We didn't pay for the idea. We don't owe anybody for the idea. The universe, God gave you the idea. And so the first thing I do is go, oh, thank you. I'm just grateful. Thank you. You gave me this idea. And now here's something that everybody really needs to get. When you receive an idea, there's always a rush of good energy. It's mm -hmm. exciting. And you feel it. It's almost like you get struck by lightning. Mm -hmm. Suddenly it goes through your body and you're alive with the enthusiasm of an idea. Most people, like I said, may write the idea down and go, okay, it's a good idea. I'll get to it one day. 
very few people will act on the idea and they might wait too long to act on it because by the time they act on it, it's still a good idea, but the energy is gone that came with it. What I've learned to do is when the idea comes as fast as humanly possible, I implement the creation of it. Why? Because I can use the energy that came with the idea to fuel my activity to manifest it. That's good. I can tell you probably act on every idea. So when God downloads an idea to you and, you know, whatever, do you write it down? And how do you do that? How do you process that? Do you write it down, pray over it, and then you begin to act on it? Or what would that look like in your life and for listeners? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, I always honor the idea by writing it down. Oh, it's I love too that. Easy. Honor the idea. Yes, you have to honor because again, it came as a gift. It came as from grace, and I'm lucky. I'm fortunate that I received it, and everybody receives ideas. I'm just pointing out that I know it's a gift. I also know that it's a fallacy to think I'll remember it if I don't write it down, because a day will go by and I'll go, "What was that idea?" It's like remembering a dream in the middle of the night. You wake up and go, "Oh, that was a great insight, a great dream." I'll talk about it tomorrow, and then you forgot about it by the next day. Your mind has made it all fuddly, and so what you want to do is write it down. That's what I do. I write it down. And whenever the ideas come, I write them down. In fact, some of the greatest geniuses, they keep notebooks and they just keep writing ideas and then they can revisit them. If it's at all possible, after I write, after I write an idea down, I will begin to implement it. Now, if it's an idea that requires a little bit of research and I've got to think about it a little bit or I might have to make a call or two, depending on what the idea is, I will do that, but I won't take full-fledged action to make it come to being. But the most important thing is I honor it by writing it down. By writing it down, I won't forget it. By writing it down, it's kind of a touchstone. When I reread it, it'll bring back some of the excitement that came when I first got the idea. And then as I write it down, it means that I'm not going to lose it. I can go back to it. And if it's the next day or the day after, I can start working on it. So, but honor the idea. I think that's the important and the, lesson. And the here. fact that you're grateful. So let's end on gratitude. Uh, while I listened to your story during pandemic, and I'm like, wow, he's still here. He's still giving. I, I've been watching you during pandemic. You've been helping people and serving. I didn't know all of that was happening in your life. I mean, you showed up and you were serving and, and giving to others. Talk about gratitude and uh, its role in our lives in manifestation during, after, through pandemic times. Well, first of all, thank you for your acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. I have been every day posting fresh videos on Instagram and on mm -hmm. Facebook. And I'm Dr. Joe Vitale on Instagram, Dr. Joe Vitale, if anybody wants to follow. Absolutely. And, uh, and there have been days when I did not feel like doing it, but I would have to buck up. I would have to booster myself. I would have to find the energy, the love, the support to know that other people need this too. And it's not just about me. If I just wallow in my own sorrow, I'm not helping me and I'm not helping anybody. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate the acknowledgement of me doing that while going through you know, quite a few other things that were grinding me. Now, having said all of that, gratitude is the single most powerful thing anybody can do at any time 
to transform themselves virtually in one to three minutes. Hmm. It's that powerful. And I have told many stories. I don't know if I ever told the pencil story for you. Tell me, uh, I don't remember it. We want to I mean, hear it couple... again, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> well, the pencil story, I should have a pencil, but I got a pen and we'll use that. Okay. All right. So I was, you know, I went through homelessness. I went through poverty, as I said, and I was constantly working on myself. I'm reading all the right books and wondering what's wrong. Why doesn't, why isn't anything shifting? Why am I still broke? Why am I unknown? Why am I struggling? And I kept hearing about gratitude. Oh, you have to be grateful. And I thought, oh, I'll be grateful when I have something to be grateful for. <laughs> And so my attitude wasn't very good. And I kept hearing about it. And finally, I said, well, I'm going to try this gratitude BS. And I picked up a pencil. And I looked at the pencil and said, yeah, okay, I'm grateful for this pencil. I wasn't grateful. And I was being flippant, you know, and I was bitter and I was even angry. I said, okay, I'm grateful for this pencil. With this pencil, I can write a suicide note. And I can write some sort of grocery list, you know, and I can write some sort of angry letter. And as I was doing it, I started to shift just a little bit. And I said, with this pen, I can write a love poem. I can write a song. I can write the great American novel. I can write a movie that maybe inspires, oh my God, the world. And the next thing you know, I was true within seconds. And every time I tell the story, my energy changes. Within seconds, I was feeling truly grateful and impressed and even in awe of a pencil. And then I turned it over and I said, an eraser. Oh my God, an eraser. That's genius. That means I can erase the suicide note. That means I can correct the grocery list. That means I can uh, edit and proof my book. And I looked at the pencil with the eraser and I went, this, this is a masterpiece. <laughs> this, is, this is a legendary invention that's changing lives. So what happened? Within less than a minute, I went from the bitter, angry, ungrateful man to a man whose soul and mind was on fire with, with gratitude and enthusiasm. And constant, I swear, my moment, my life changed that because I looked out into the same world, same one had been there all along, only now I saw sunshine and things I could be grateful for and opportunities. And I believe the window to my being opened up and the rays of hope and optimism started to come in. And slowly, I still had to do all the work, I began to get more of a success. And now at this point in my life, decades after doing the pencil story, I get in a hot tub almost every night. And I'm in the hot tub and I look at the sky and I just say, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And a friend of mine, Will Bowen, who wrote a book called A Complaint-Free World, he was on Oprah. And in between takes during a commercial, um, Oprah told him that she says thank you all the time. And he said, that's why you're a success. And she said, I was saying thank you before I was a success. Ooh, that's I'm just, juicy. I'm just continuing to say thank you. And that is a long answer to your question, but I swear people have a takeaway here. Even I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, has gratitude in it with the thank you mm -hmm. statement. Gratitude is the single most powerful thing. Nobody has to pay anything. Nothing has to change. 
You can fake it till you make it. I picked up a pencil, but no matter where you're sitting, pick up something. You know, there's a water bottle. You can start with the water bottle. I've got the mouse here sitting for my computer. I can start with that. I can look at my shirt. I mean, pick anything and start saying why you're grateful for it. And at first it might feel like it's not real, it's skeptical, mm -hmm. but as you just stay with it for 30 seconds, you start to tease out what you're really grateful for. And then when you stay for another 30 seconds, your energy in you changes. And another 30 seconds after that, that's a minute and a half, your whole being is elevated. And from sure. that point, you've achieved what you wanted all along, happiness. Yes, you're a great storyteller, great communicator. <laughs> Dr. Joe, tell people about or tell and show your books and how can we get your new books, uh, your website, your <clears throat> social media platforms, etc. Wow. Well, thank you very much. I'm all yeah. over the internet. So if you go to you Amazon, <laughs> yes, you can type in my name and there's a lot of books that'll come up. Pick and choose what you like. On Instagram, I'm Dr. Joe Vitale, Dr. Joe Vitale. Same thing with Facebook, Dr. Joe Vitale. I do have a special offer for everybody that's okay. watching and listening that's just for you. It's a $3 offer. And for $3, only $3, I will give the ebook and the audio to Money Love Speed. And I will give my video course called The Missing Secret. And another course called The Three-Day Rule, which is all about the idea that what you're thinking and what you're feeling right now is tending to manifest in three days. Hmm. All three of these courses are worth hundreds to thousands of dollars, but I'll give it to everybody, your listeners and watchers, for $3. All you have to do is go to zerolimitsmethod.com. Zerolimitsmethod.com, and there's the deal of the hour. Wow. Thank you so much. It's been a honor you have blessed us today dr joe vitale you are a gift to the universe i really appreciate you thank you you really touched me i'm here because you are a gift and you are making a difference thank you i rarely go back and keep going to the same person for an interview but you and i four times we I got something going you. on here <laughs> We got something going on. Thank you so much, uh, everybody. And as I say every week, make a decision this week to be happy, get happy, stay happy, and see what happens. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Pip, 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 powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus, the bulbous walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.